This podcast is brought to you by the Reformed Witness Committee of Hope Protestant Reformed Church in Walker, Michigan. It is our goal to spread our distinct Protestant Reformed views based on the Word of God and the Reformed Confessions. We hope that this message is edifying to you. We read from God's Word this morning in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, we read the chapter. Hear the Word of God. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Eodias and beseech Synthache that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement. Also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things, those things which ye have both learned, and received, and heard, and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed, both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now we Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. We turn now to the Heidelberg Catechism, the Lord's Day 50, where we find the Catechism's instruction in the third section of the Catechism how what might show my gratitude to God 
for so great a deliverance. And in that section, the Catechism explains prayer as the chief part of thanks. And now we are on the fourth petition of that prayer which our Lord taught us to pray, Lord's Day 50. Give us this day our daily bread. That is, be pleased to provide us with all things necessary for the body, that we may thereby acknowledge Thee to be the only fountain of all good, and that neither our care nor industry nor even Thy gifts can profit us without Thy blessing. And therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it alone in Thee. Beloved, in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a great need in our day to distinguish between two words. The word need and the word want or desire. The two words need or want are two different things. Jesus, in teaching us to pray, does not lead us to pray for our desires or wants, but for our needs. Give us this day our daily bread. And in the way of prayer, God promises that He will, as Philippians 4 verse 19 says, My God shall supply all your needs. Children, a need is something that is necessary. Necessary to support your physical life, your body, as well as necessary to support your spiritual life, your soul. You have needs in order to live. There are also wants or desires, on the other hand, that are not necessary. It's what you crave. It's what you feel like having. It's extra. It is a luxury. It's something that is pleasurable to you. It's something more convenient. And it's not of itself wrong to desire, to want certain things. But there is often a confusion between this wanting and desiring and this needing. And so at the beginning of this sermon, let's think upon that and distinguish between the two concretely. You and I need not. We need not steak, potatoes, a spread on the table as you might enjoy today at a meal, after worship. You need not these things. Only basic bread for one day. You need not any technological devices that you might be accustomed to using nowadays. But you need communion, communication, face to face with God and with fellow saints. You need not the latest car or truck of the brands of today. You might like it. But perhaps something to transport you, a bicycle from A to B. You need not 20 outfits in your closet and five pairs of shoes, but something for one day, a simple change of clothes. You need not a house with many bedrooms and bathrooms, but a shelter over your head to protect you from the elements. You need not exotic vacations in faraway places, but some time to rest as He has given to you today. You need not perfect health to your body or a certain figure that meets a standard of this world, looks, but you need God to uphold your physical life with His hand, no matter what you look like or what measure of health you enjoy. You need not sports and entertainment or 
large athletic complexes and auditoriums. But you need God. You need contentment. You need enough for today. And we could go on and on. You need not a job that is respected by everyone, but labor for your hands. You need not a cigarette. You need not a drink. You need not a drug that gives you a buzz. But you and I need contentment in what God has provided. Through the media, through advertisements that you might watch on television, through the words of other people around you that tell you you need this and that, we often confuse need and want. God's people need to meditate on the simple necessities of life that God has given and be content. It's not evil, beloved. It is not evil to have abundance. It is not an evil to be affluent. It is not evil to have many of the things that we do have that we don't need. But if we confuse need and want, we begin to feel as though we are entitled to these things. We confuse need and want, then when God takes away, when God, when God takes away much of what we feel we need but really do not, then it's very easy, you see, to imagine that God has forsaken us and is not caring for us. Let us remember what we need today as we pray. Give us this day our daily bread. That's what Jesus in His prayer that He taught us to pray forces us to think upon. Not only are we reminded of our needs We are also reminded of our dependence, utter dependence on God who supplies those needs. We're reminded of His mercy and faithfulness because He does do so. And we're reminded of our obligation to pray daily for them. Consider with me this fourth petition under the theme, praying for our physical needs. First, the content request. Second, the humble confession And then finally, the thankful heart. Think of the title of this first point. A content request. Often when we make a request, children think about making a request of your parents, or even when we make a request of God, often when we think of making a request, asking for something, we think it ought to have within our hearts, a a discontentment because we don't have it. But when Jesus teaches us to pray, we ought to have a heart that is already content when we request certain things from Him. It is a content request. It is a content request for, first of all, our physical necessities. That's how the Catechism explains it in Lord's Day 50. Notice, give us this day our daily bread, that is, be pleased to provide us with all things necessary for the body, for the body, our physical necessities. In that way, the Catechism is explaining the words of the Lord's Prayer as a figure of speech. Jesus, in the Lord's Prayer, uses a figure of speech when He speaks of bread, give us Bread. And the catechism is explaining that Jesus is not only teaching us to pray for bread, but he's teaching us to pray for all of our physical necessities. For Jesus in the Lord's Prayer uses a figure of speech called synecdoche, which is to give a part for the whole, to mention one part as a representative of the whole. And the one part that is representative of the whole is bread. It's the first thing we think about when we think about what we need for our physical life support. We need to eat something. And in Jesus' day, especially bread. 
But that is not limited to what we need to eat. When Jesus teaches us to pray for daily bread, the catechism explains correctly that we pray for what we need to drink, we need food, we need clothing, we need shelter, we need other things, we need work for our hands, we need money in this capitalistic society. We have needs for the support of our physical life. It is indeed a prayer that God would use many things in this life, gives them to us so that we can continue living upon this earth. Some, in thinking about that point, try to spiritualize this fourth petition. So they explain that when Jesus teaches us in this fourth petition to pray for daily bread, He means that we are to pray for spiritual bread. They spiritualize it. That we are to, we are to be praying for the bread of life. And it is believed by those who interpret this fourth petition that way that God cannot be so interested in these physical, earthly, bodily, material things for our physical life on this earth. That, that seems trivial. God to think about and for us to pray about. But that explanation is, a, is an over-spiritualizing of prayer. And that we have to be warned about. Sometimes we make rules about what we may pray for and what we may not pray for. And when the child of God comes with sincerity and with contentment as we see today, praying for earthly things also, that is proper. It is not a lack of spirituality. Because you see, the truth behind this is that God does care for our physical needs. He does care for our bodily health. The physical bodies we have, arms, legs, eyes, heart, brain, lungs, and so on, He loves. He loves our body along with our soul. He made us soul and body in love. And the clearest proof of this is that He sent Jesus Christ, both soul and and real human flesh, body. Exactly in His love for us, soul and body, He came, soul and body, to suffer and obey for us, soul and body, to redeem us, soul and body, because He loves us and He cares for us, soul and body. And one day, as you know, He will raise us, not only our souls immediately at death as He did in this past week, but He will raise us bodily with this body renewed in glory when Jesus returns. All that to say that when we look upon Jesus Christ and His saving work of us, we see that God does care for us bodily. And knowing that, we may and we ought to pray to this God, this Father who cares for our bodily needs. Give. Give in thy mercy our daily bread for our physical necessities. In Philippians 4.19, we read that promise. My God shall supply all your need. All your need. Spiritual, yes. But also bodily. Secondly, when we ask for God to give unto us daily bread, we ask not only for physical necessities, but for His blessing. His blessing along with those physical necessities. From Scripture, we know that God is a, a good God. From Scripture, we know that God opens His hand wide to give unto all of His creatures bread. Their physical necessities. We can even say this, that He supplies not only to His elect, but also to the reprobate. He supplies good gifts. He sometimes even gives more 
to the reprobate. He often gives more to those who are not His people in this world. Rain and sunshine and much more to the unjust and the just. And so in this Lord's Prayer, it's important to remember that we're not asking God to give to us as He gives to everyone else. We're not asking Him to give to us as He gives to the reprobate. But we're asking Him to give unto us what we need for our physical life as a blessing. With, with Jesus' hands, as it were, in a benediction over us as He provides us day by day what we need. That's what we're asking for. And the Catechism makes that clear. Neither our care nor industry nor even thy gifts can profit us without thy blessing. Without thy blessing. And the blessing of God is His loving provision. His gracious care. We're asking that He give the sun, but along with that, the sunshine of His face. When the rain comes, not just the rain to grow the crops, but showers of blessings. When the food comes, let it be a provision in thy love. When there does come health and money and, and more than we need physically, give it to us for our good, especially for our spiritual good and for the sake of our children's spiritual good. That's not how He gives this to everyone. The same sun, the same rain, the same money, the same earthly things comes as a curse to many, not as a blessing. Not in His grace. Surely, Psalm 73, Thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou didst cast them down into destruction. And God gives to many in this world that is not in some common grace or common blessing. But it is for their destruction. And so we pray, give unto us daily bread in Thy love and Thy grace as a blessing. And, and if it is not for our good, we imply. If it is going to be for our spiritual danger, then don't give. Don't give so much. My God shall supply all your need in Jesus Christ, Paul says in verse 19. In Jesus Christ, or by Jesus Christ. We're praying that God bless us in Jesus Christ with these physical necessities. And thirdly, in this fourth petition, we ask not only for physical needs, for His blessing with them, but thirdly, for us, God's people, all of God's people, Negatively, when we pray this fourth petition, we are not saying give to me or just give to me and my family daily bread. But our thinking needs to be broader. We're often too narrow and too inward focused. Broader, Jesus shows us in this Lord's Prayer. Give us, and who is the us? Us is First of all, the universal church of Jesus Christ spread out in all the world. Give us together daily bread. Don't just give to me so that I have abundance and no one else does. But give us daily bread. Give me, yes, not so that I can keep it to myself, but so that I may be a means for the distribution to others because I want us we want us to have daily bread, physical necessities supplied. Paul speaks very unselfishly here too in Philippians 4.16, My God shall supply all your need. Paul is not inward looking. He has received from the Philippians a gift, as he indicates in the chapter, 
but he's thinking about them. They're, they too are poor. He's thinking about those Philippians who had given even while they were in poverty. And he wants them also to receive what they need and promises that God would supply them along with him what is necessary. Give us, we should pray, for Myanmar, the saints in Myanmar, for those in the Philippines, for those in India, for those in Grand Rapids, who we may not know of yet, but are in poverty and they, they are God's children. Give us this day Give us together, those who need, have needs here in this church also, daily bread. For physical needs, with a blessing, and for God's people together. With the emphasis, with contentment, we pray this. Verse 11, Paul says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. This is something that does not come naturally to us. Contentment. It's something that the child of God must learn, as Paul shows us here toward the end of his life. He has learned to be content in whatsoever state, including the state or condition of Prayer. We must learn how to pray with contentment. It's something we have to learn every time we bow before God. Praying with this contentment. Contentment both with regard to the quality of what God gives us as well as the quantity of what God gives us. And those are the two points that Jesus makes in this fourth petition. Notice the quality which Jesus teaches us to pray for. The quality is bread. A simple necessity. One of the staples for life in that day and age. It's the common food of the people. The bread that Jesus had in mind was probably a little bit more nutritious than the bleached white wonder bread that we might get in loaves today in the store. But it was made out of grain. It contained nutrients for daily life. You could, su- you could survive on bread. It does not have us pray for meat, potatoes, steak, home-cooked veggies, and so on. Ethnic, exotic, seasoned foods. Not bread with butter and honey. But the staple. Why? Now, a couple negatives. Don't misunderstand. I'm not here to make you feel guilty. The point of Jesus is not to make us feel guilty for having more than bread. It's not because it's wrong to have food of a variety of different kinds of a greater quality than merely bread. It's not sin. 1 Timothy 4.4 Every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. If it be received with thanksgiving, contentment. There is is also a a, a sin in, in being discontent with abundance. But it's not wrong to have more food. Not wrong to have a quality of anything in this life that is better than the basic necessity. Neither is it wrong to pray for something that is more than bread, for our physical necessities. I don't think, I don't believe Jesus is making a law here saying you may not pray for more than bread. But positively now, He is teaching that we need to have a heart of contentment regarding the quality, too, of what He gives us as we pray. Contentment. So that if God only gave you bread, 
And he only gave you water. And he only gave you luxuries. Or no, he did not give you luxuries. He did not give you the stuff that you have today. He gave you a bicycle for transportation. That's it. He gave you a tent to live in. Not just for a week in camping. But for your life. That you would thank Him and rest content if that was His will. As we prayed in the last petition, Thy will be done. Quality of what Jesus teaches us to pray is bread, the simple necessity, and then quantity. This day, our daily bread. This day, our daily bread. That phrase is, it sounds simple in the English, but it's a little more complex and difficult to translate in the original. But meaning is, give us today. So in this, within the day that, we're, that we have, the 24-hour day, give us this day what has been portioned. And that's a reference to God's counsel or plan. Give us this day what God has portioned, what He has planned to give us, the amount that He has planned to give us today. Not give us enough for tomorrow. Not give us enough for a week so that our cupboards and our pantries and our freezers are full. But give us enough for today. If it does mean the portion of plenty today, give that to us. But if it means His plan is that we have only a piece of bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And that's it for this day. Enough to calm the hunger pangs for a little while and support our life. Give that to us. Again, that does not mean we may not have more in our fridge and freezer. It does not mean we, have, we may not have more in our stomachs. But it does mean contentment. Even if God gives us far less quantity as well as quality. Give us this day our daily bread, we pray, with this attitude, 1 Timothy 6, verse 8, and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. With this request of contentment, there is a humble confession that is implied. A humble confession. Again, it's to the heart of the matter, the humble confession is first of all, we deserve nothing. We don't even deserve a crusty piece of bread every day. Behind this petition is, I'm not entitled. Give. That's what the word, that's the word Jesus teaches us. Give. And that, that give, children, is not holding out your hand and saying, you must give it. I demand it. No. But rather, give in grace. Provide, as the catechism says, even though I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Repeat that to yourself. I don't deserve it. I'm not entitled to it. And we know very well when we talk about spiritual blessings, when we talk about salvation, we've learned that again and again, you hear it preached again and again, that all saving blessings, every saving work of God is not because we deserve it. We don't deserve any saving good. But now apply that also to physical things, material things that God gives us. Nothing. We deserve none of this. We must repeat that to ourselves because we forget it too often.
For our sin, we deserve not only wrath and hell, remember, but for our sin, we deserve His wrath now, in this life, temporarily. We deserve Him to allow us to suffer as to our bodies too, throughout life, all through our life. We need to hear that because we live in what is called an age of entitlement, young people. And it's told you again and again, and sometimes your teachers and parents make the mistake of telling it to you. Oh, you worked so hard, you deserved this. You earned it. And that is not true. Whether it be spiritual blessings or physical things, we don't deserve a thing. But we feel as though we do. That's why we get crabby when things don't go our way. That's why we get hangry when we don't get fed when we want. That's why we get envious when others have something we don't have. Because we feel like we deserve it. We deserve what we have already. Or we deserve what we do not yet have. And for that we need to be sorry. We need to repent. That is a pride. And so behind this fourth petition, Jesus teaches us to pray. Give. Mercifully give. Even though I have no right to any of what thou dost give. The second confession implied in the fourth petition is this. I am utterly dependent. I am utterly dependent on thy or God's provision. So not only I don't deserve it, but I am dependent on Him to support my physical life. Every single day, for every single breath, for every single nourishing work in my body, I'm utterly dependent on Him. The Catechism is emphasizing this point. It does so again and again. That we may thereby acknowledge Thee to be the only fountain of all good, not just spiritual good, physical good, God is the source, the fountain from which everything good comes to us. You're not. I'm not. Man is not. That neither, the catechism continues, my care nor industry, nor even thy gifts can profit us without thy blessing. Industry refers to work, my work, my skills, my resources, and my use of those skills and resources. I cannot profit with my work and my skills and resources except God blesses me. I'm utterly dependent on Him for that. Even my care, and the word care refers to what Paul's referring to in verse 6 of where he read Philippians 4, worry, anxiety. My care, my worry, my anxiety. That for sure cannot help me. In this life, all the stress I have is I want to work to get. That cannot benefit me. It's actually detrimental. In a single moment, beloved, He can take away everything we have. And that sounds scary, but we need to think about that. He can, He, he will send the Antichrist soon. The economy will be unstable for us. We will not be able to buy food and drink except with the mark of the beast. That very quickly can come. The Bible speaks of that. We are not dependent on what we can do. We're not dependent on our insurance. We're not dependent on our assets, on our IRAs, 
on our stocks, on our bank accounts, we are that weak, not only spiritually, but physically. We need Him, even if we had all these things, to uphold our physical life. Because we could build barns and barns and bigger barns, as Jesus' parable shows us. And the next day, He can take it all away by bringing us to the grave. We are utterly dependent on God to give us what we need physically, bodily. So the Catechism uses the word withdraw. As we pray this fourth petition, we are to withdraw, pull back. Because we're so accustomed to cling to ourselves and to these earthly things for physical life, to withdraw, pull back our trust from all creatures and place it alone, alone in God. For both spiritual and physical. Finally, this humble confession behind the fourth petition. I deserve nothing. I am utterly dependent on God. Finally, third, He has wondrously supplied all our need. He has. Although I don't deserve a single crumb, He has given. Even though it's not dependent on me that my life is supported, He has supported. That's amazing. His amazing grace. Along with Paul, we say, but my God has supplied all our needs, your needs. Philippians 4.19 He has given more than I need even. He hasn't given me anything and everything that I might like or desire. But He has given me everything I need. We need. Question. Is there anyone here that can say God has not supplied all my needs? All of us here, though we have sorrows and hardships in life, can say and ought to say, He has, He has supplied all our needs. And, and more. And more. According to His riches. According to His riches. Not merely from His riches. You hear the difference. But according to His riches. Meaning consistent with the riches that He has, He has given and given and given us again. He has given us first and foremost Jesus Christ. He has given us the bread of life. And while this fourth petition is not speaking of the bread of life, what's behind it is a prayer it comes from faith, knowledge that He has given us the bread of life, Jesus Christ. He has given us this bread of life to die, to be broken for the forgiveness of our sins, for the covering over all of our sins, so that we are made favorable in the sight of God. He has given us Jesus Christ not only to die for our sins, but then to also to rise again from the dead. So that by Jesus Christ, who sits at God's right hand right now, there is a blessing with all that He gives us. He gives all things in love. There's a never-ending supply of spiritual graces that flow from Jesus Christ to us through the bond of faith. And there is a continuous work of Jesus Christ as He governs all things in our life for our benefit, for our good, to take us to fit us for a glory of both soul and body one day in heaven. Has He, has he not supplied what you need 
and even riches in Jesus Christ. He has. He has. But you know your weakness and I know mine. We forget that. We focus on what we don't have. We complain. We become bitter. We lust and covet and discontent. And all that is our sinful natures which are saying what God has given is not enough. Jesus Christ and the riches in Him is not sufficient. And that's the sin of our hearts. Thank God He covers. He covers that sin too. With the same Savior Jesus Christ and His work on the cross. Though I deserve nothing because of such sins of discontent and covetousness, God has supplied what is necessary. God has given me riches in Jesus Christ. And therefore we can pray with thanks. Give us this day our daily bread. And thanks is related to contentment, isn't it? Thanks, praise to God. Not just a heart that is content with what God has already given, but a heart that is bringing forth thanks even as that heart prays for God to give. There's a heart that is already overflowing like a cup. My cup runneth over. As that heart prays for God to give. To see that it is thankfulness that must be in the heart as well. Take a step back and remember the Catechism in Lord's Day 45 and explaining why we pray. What is prayer? Prayer is the chief part of thankfulness to God. And so with every petition of the Lord's Prayer, there is supposed to be thanks in the heart as we bring it forth. And we understood the first three petitions. Out of thanks, we want God's name to be hallowed. Out of thanks, we want His kingdom, not my kingdom and man's kingdom, but His kingdom, Christ's kingdom to come. Out of thanks, we want not my will, but His will to be done. And we want God to help us seek the glory of His name. We want God to help us seek His kingdom first. We want God to help us do His will. Because it's, it's thankfulness that He stirred within us. But now when we come to the fourth petition, sometimes we forget that. The fourth petition, too, when we ask for God to give, is to be from a heart of thankfulness. Thanks. Thanks because God has already given to supply our every need. Thanks because He has supplied daily bread. But it's a petition because... The goal, the aim that the child of God is supposed to have in his heart as he prays for daily bread, for physical support. The goal or the aim is not the bread itself. The goal or the aim is not the physical support itself. That's not the end. The goal or the aim is what we find in the first three petitions. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In other words, we are praying, give to the support of my physical life so that with the physical life that God gives me, I may better seek 
the glory of His name. Seek first His kingdom and do His will. That's the heart of thanks. The aim, the goal, the end is not me and my physical welfare. But it's that with the physical welfare, I may serve my God and King and Savior. And as you pray, God grants His grace and Holy Spirit to pray in thanks. Amen. Let's pray. Father, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from Thee, the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, no shadow of turning. Since Thou hast given us Jesus Christ, we know this. We are full. Our cup does run over. Make us more aware of what Thou hast given, so that in that way we are content and we are thankful. And we pray with contented and thankful hearts, even as we seek Thy blessing and our physical welfare. We confess our utter dependence on Thee and how we don't deserve a thing. We confess Thy mercy in already giving us so much. We confess that Thou art strong while we are weak. So give us this day too our daily bread. For Jesus' sake, Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. It is our hope that it was edifying to you. Please subscribe to our podcast. We publish daily meditations, Heidelberg Catechism Lord's Day sermons on Wednesdays, and topical podcasts on Fridays. You can find more information about us at our website, hopeprchurch.org, and you can email us with any questions or feedback at hope.rwc@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thank you.